0: Everybody, we are back with another commission podcast, this time for the 1995 science fiction movie Screamers. Yeah. Uh, we have Josh Wilson to blame slash thanks for this <laughs> from Saxapaha, North Carolina. Uh, he says uh, Screamers is a 1995 science fiction movie starring Peter Weller, a.k.a. Robocop. That happens to be one of my favorites. This B-movie sci-fi to its core, which I love, and I enjoy the story intention that builds at the end, wondering who is who or what. I've been listening to you guys for almost a year now, and I want to know what you think. Do you really think it's possible for a machine as primitive as the Screamers to evolve that quickly, and what do you think of the way they shoehorn smoking <laughs> into the movie, which they never would have done now? <laughs> Give us a scream and be careful what little kids you let into your bunker. Jim, what'd you think of this movie? I actually thought it was mostly good. I I was surprised by it. The the B movie um actually I think is underselling a bit. I think it's mm-hmm. a B plus A minus movie, a science fiction movie. Especially so nineteen ninety five, that's con- that's nestled in between like Stargate that came out in ninety four and The Matrix came out in ninety nine. <laughs> Most of these special effects with a little like with the minor quibble with the CGI like screamer type The intro is three
1: horrible. The intro? the intro made me go made me roll my eyes and say oh no what am i in for what are you talking about it's like the whole intro sequence with like the planets oh. blowing up and like okay, all, okay just bad 90s cg like a long scroll
0: yeah which also by the way did which you... reminded me of robocop <laughs> Did you find did you find some genuine drama in that scroll? Because the way the guy was reading it as it was scrolling, mm-hmm. and like I, it was actually stressing me out the fact that he was reading it slowly enough that it looked like the words were going to scroll off the end before he got <laughs> to them. No, I didn't notice that. And like he, he managed to just squeak it in, but I'm like, whew. Like I was genuinely gripping my seat, like oh my god, it's going to bother my OCD so much if this guy's still reading after the words have panned off the screen. Uh, I, yeah, I, the first five to 10 minutes, I'm thinking this is like straight the mystery science theater 3000 Mm -hmm. and I wasn't wrong, but there's also a lot of pretty high concepts. Um, I thought the sets were amazing. Location work was amazing. Mm -hmm. The like costume design was really cool and the concepts are pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got to keep in mind it's, this is a lowish budget what, '90s yep. sci-fi movie, so right. you know it's not it's not going to have the production values maybe you're used to even on like
0: television now. But it it's there's not as terrible as I it. thought it was going to be. No, not even close. Like like if if Sci-Fi the channel made this as a sci-fi movie, it would be the best thing they've ever done. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So like better in Sharknado, Uh better like it's 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 solid. It's solid. Yeah. So where do we okay? That's that's it. That's That's it. Thanks everybody. Thanks for for coming, Josh Wilson. What? Um, this is okay. Um, so do we want to say like if you if you at all think you might watch this movie, get out because there's not much we can say. Um, this is. Uh, it's, so to entice you further, it's got RoboCop. It's got almost no one else that I've recognized. Mm-hmm. Um, it has. Uh, its core conceit is a lot like John Carpenter's The Thing. In what way?
1: Uh, Just the there's isolation, a lot of, like isolated
0: the... paranoia of uh-huh. you know who is a okay. person and who's yep. real, and they play with this idea of like these these cybernetic organisms that can impersonate people and. Mm-hmm. Um like there's a lot of I mean the pedigree of this, uh you mentioned the writer. Uh this is based on a short story, one of Philip K. Dick's very, very first uh, uh short stories, but it was adapted by you mentioned a person of note.
1: Yeah, uh Dan O'Bannon, I think is his name. Um he's the guy who essentially has his hands in all of the
0: aliens franchise. Screenwriter for those,
1: yeah, up until he died uh, in like 2012
0: or something. And it does seem like there's you 2009. Can, you, you can kind of see those fingerprints. Uh, yeah, I, yeah.
1: I, I, I felt very much like I was watching an Aliens movie for a good chunk of this.
0: Right, and it is adapted based on this Philip K. Dick story, Second Variety, which I did a little bit of reading up on. And you know, there's some changes, but this, the core conceit of these screamers and and these cybernetic beings masquerading as people um, and just kind of run away. Cold War situation uh, is based on that. So if like any of this stuff seems interesting, and it's like it's it's, I was capable of enjoying it on the farcical level mm-hmm. because like some of the acting of uh, once you get below Peter Weller, who we can yeah. we uh, we have to spend a little bit of time talking about his career because okay. he's like one of those genre guys, right? Mm-hmm. Where like occasionally you'll see him on like a twenty four. Um, and like he's he does solid work, um, but like he's going to always be known for like Robocop, and because right. of Robocop, he's going to get roles like this offered to him, where yeah. it's like, Hey, we want the sci fi nerd fanboys to come check out this movie. We're going to cast a hot genre actress, and we're uh-huh. going to cast uh, fucking you know, Peter Weller. Or Mark Hamill, or whatever, and we're going to get their butts in the seats, and/or downloading the Blu-rays and DVDs, and and they're going to. And Starlog is going to give us an interview because of these facts. Like that's that's Peter. Yeah, what? How do you describe his career? Like he's a genre guy. Oh yeah, sure. Uh,
1: I I don't have a problem with that, and I think he crushes this role. Oh, I actually think he he fucking destroys sets everybody else on fire yes uh there's maybe one actor who's close to as good which is uh ruben i can't remember her first name jennifer oh yeah 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 uh but yeah she's she's also really good jennifer Uh, ruben exactly yeah right and and you know it's fitting those are the two main actors in this so right you know they cast well for those two
0: um yeah, I think he, I I thought he did a great job as well. So like, if those are them things that sound like you're kind of up your alley, uh, please do check out the. I do wonder though, like Peter Weller when he shows up on a set, like what's he like? Does he like big time? Because these... he's so much bigger than these other guys. Mm-hmm. But he's also like you know not George Clooney or Tom Hanks or Brad Pitt. Of course, like, yeah. does, does he like big time these guys? I would does... say yes, definitely because i've definitely yeah, seen instances in the shows that we've been familiar with and the the minor level celebrity that we've seen where there's like a hierarchy and sometimes like you got a b-list guy who'll big time a c-list guy oh
1: man and that's
0: always that's never a good look is it
1: no i can't i can't imagine like because then what if an A-list guy walks in the room? Right. I think you're, you're but do yesterday's you, you think the guy, dinner. You,
0: you think the guy, one of these guys who looks like, a, like uh, a ski instructor from a 1980s ski comedy, like the villain, the villainous ski instructor, uh-huh. you think he's sitting across from Peter's like, oh, my God, it's RoboCop. <laughs> Probably. My pins and needles. I can't, I can't, I got to fucking, I got to fucking bring it. Yeah. RoboCop ain't going to put up with this shit. Um, all right, so yeah, let's dismiss everyone who wants to preserve their virginity for this movie. Although, the other thing I'll say is that I could probably split a shit out of it, and it's not going to detract from the show's the charms. Yeah. Okay. All that said, um, it was also directed, I, I want to mention, directed by Christian Duguay. Degu- I think is how you pronounce that guy's <laughs> name. Okay. Which, and I went through his filmography, didn't really recognize anything until I got to Art of the War, classic Wesley Snipes action movie, <laughs> and Joan of Arc, not... Not the Joan of Not the no, no. It's it's the Lily Sobieski version. Huh. I haven't seen that. It's like the um. The uh, the Kevin Costner version of of Wyatt Earp, <laughs> as opposed to Tombstone. <laughs> okay. You know, there was like two Joan of Arcs came out back to back. This is the this is the Wyatt Earp version. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, but yeah, I, I. But he's he's still and he's still directing today. I Just saw he had something come out in 2015. Uh, let's talk about the movie. mm Hmm. Uh, what, where do you want to start?
1: Uh, so uh, immediately they start off with an action sequence, which is you know a guy desperately trying to deliver a message and avoid being eaten by these
0: autonomous mobile swords. Which is the dumbest, which... like, it, like when he goes on this thing, it's like we developed, so we went back to ancient Earth for inspiration. Like, uh huh. Uh, at what point did this, the idea that these were swords? Yeah like
1: no they're rotating not rotating blades they're, I mean, they're, that's if, fine circular saws how about if, that if anything like,
0: you went back to ancient earth history and you someone looked at a a, a copy of the movie trimmers and decided that's, that's what we cuz i was that's thinking that's exactly is, what i thought yep. this is trimmers in space
1: yeah and then can it live up to that also because trimmers has a reputation and i love trimmers i love trimmers too and i it, it had me both simultaneously excited and scared for the future of this peter movie peter weller's
0: better or worse than kevin bacon
1: come on worse <laughs> worse but not by much he's just different they're how about in the, that
0: they're in, the, they're in the same neighborhood yeah yeah they're in the same neighborhood Peter they're weller a little more serious in a, in a different universe where peter weller got cast in footloose maybe they yeah. they, they trade careers but um <laughs> maybe. yeah this is tremors in space is a good way to think of this movie and uh-huh. uh uh so so they they they, they slowly dismember this guy who's trying to transmit a message to this other side. Um, and oh my god, the screaming sound caused yeah. me physical pain. No, there's like I don't know how they mixed the sound that where they made the shrieking actually hurt my ears. Yeah, well they mixed it very loudly. First of all, yeah, uh, it was because I had to I had to ride the I had to turn this movie up extremely high to hear the dialogue and then yep. when the screen. And also I was listening to it over my PlayStation headphones because it was quite late at night after Cecily went to bed. And like every single time those things started screaming, it was like a rip my headphones off. Like yeah. it was Hunt for an October and a and a, and a <laughs> just torpedo pinned. just detonated against the hull. Oh. Man, like I, my ears are bleeding.
1: Yeah, it, that's that would be okay. That'd be one thing, and it would be annoying. But th- that's not even the end of the annoying sounds in this movie. The, this is a movie full of annoying sounds. Yeah, like the screamers are super annoying. Uh, there's that Becker guy sharp, the, the guy who, spoiler alert, turns out to be, uh, a robot, an autonomous sword type Was two. Was he always? He, he, there's him sharpening his, his knife. Yeah. Which is incredibly annoying. but can never be too sharp. <laughs> right. <laughs> both to one of the other characters and myself. And then there's the rats, which are just as loud and annoying as mm. the screamers mm-hmm. themselves. And then there's that weird song that plays as they walk mm. out. I don't
0: know. Yeah, that was really interesting. I, this so this opening scene, I love it. How so? so the, the set the scene. You've got like this miners union mm-hmm. that are these deep space miners the on nebs. this planet. Uh are never the Nebs, are they? Well, nebs the Alliance. Is the, well, the Alliance. The Nebs are the evil conglomerate. Okay, that are doing the mining. Yes. Well, but but the miners are the the, the miners union is the ones that rebelled, right? Because the uh,
1: scientists and the, the alliance a loose a loose alliance explained.
0: of scientists and miners because, because right. well, they, they found this great energy source that like a yeah. teaspoon of it can get you from the moon to Saturn or something like that from Earth to Saturn yep um that's pretty cool that's pretty energy dense, but the thing is is uh, mining it is incredibly hazard, and releases tons of radiation, kills the workers, yeah so there's a revolt, and the corporation. Goes to war uh, uh, on this planet against the miners and the scientists and the workers, and then on Earth, I guess it's a cold war mm-hmm. between these factions, and on the Earth, on the planet's actual shooting war, and yeah. they uh, the miners getting their ass kicked, and they're getting nuked from orbit, and they developed the mobile autonomous swords, <laughs> and fight that's turned... the nukes. <laughs> what the fuck? Right, and that's 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 turned the tide in the war. Um, I guess somehow. Yeah, because you'd think nukes would trump. Things digging yeah. in the dirt, but all whatever. day every day. Yes. Uh, the other thing is, like, there's there's a lot of interesting conceits that um, the screamers know not to attack the miners because they wear a special bracelet. Yeah, called a tab, called a tab. Which I thought is a rate, like some kind of uh, when before they established how they worked. I thought that was some kind of anti radiation thing. Turns out smoking right. red cigarettes is how you get rid <laughs> of the radiation, <laughs> which we'll have to talk about. Yeah, yeah. But that, yeah,
1: the tabs are kind of cool because uh, apparently these things track heartbeats uh-huh. and. You know, it's essentially working on noise cancellation principle, which is to broadcast something slightly out of phase to where it it, it cancels out the noise of your own heartbeat, which actually is
0: a thing that might work. Yeah, that was all very plausible. Yeah. Uh, And if you're not wearing it, you get sliced and diced by these damn things. Sure do. Uh, This guy's carrying a message. Also, I thought it was interesting how the one lady commander, she's watching all this go down in her sniper scope. This guy getting dismembered. and She's like, ugh. I can't I, I I it never gets easier to watch. Every, I'm like, "Late, you just watched it. You could have fucking shot this guy in the head like 5 <laughs> minutes ago and not watched me slowly dismembered. Don't act like you're not part of this problem." Right? You know, like, "Yeah, you got to kill him because you're at war." It's like, you know, it's like it's like watching this, a, a battlefield someone get eaten by an alligator and be like, "Oh, the horrors of war." <laughs> when you've got a sniper scope, like <laughs>
1: you could have fixed that problem. Yeah, man. you can't blame
0: the alligator. I can blame the guy with the sniper scope watching it. Um yeah. yeah. Also, she's a genre actor. She—I don't know if you knew this, but she wa- had a little bit of fame in uh, Earth Final Conflict. Okay. She played yeah. the like one of the main uh, aliens, Daan. And oh, I'm like, right. I know I've seen her somehow, but I've never seen her with hair. <laughs> and I'm thinking, either is <laughs> right. either, either Babylon Five or Earth Final Conflict is Earth Final Conflict.
1: Yeah, it all comes back to those two shows. Yeah. It's at some point in everyone's career. Uh, uh yeah i I was amazed at how small the cast was yeah. also it's like nine people maybe
0: right but the grand and, and total. you spend the majority of the time with like four of them yeah, or yeah. five of them i guess
1: uh so I mean that'm probably i'm sure that probably helped the budget but
0: uh yeah it, it worked despite that mm-hmm what do you think of uh, the introduction of Robocop he's sitting there on a barca lounger with a uh, what do you Roman call those weird coin. microscopes that you use to like look at diamonds and shit? Eyepieces. Oh, yeah. and he's just staring at a coin which turns out to be a sphinx chuck. Um how long do you think he sat there staring at that uh that coin? Too long. Yeah, like it's 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 not He's gone coin mad. I... <laughs> It's like you know, I it's like he's looking at this longer than I've spent with like a 3D ViewMaster. Right, and that's something I can click and change the scenes with. Like, what what yeah. could you possibly be discerning from this coin after you stared at it for an hour? The uh, nature of the universe. Right. Um. So it turns out that this guy's carrying a peace proposal between the two sides. Uh, do we want to talk about like what this movie is trying to say about war?
1: Yeah, that's. I was trying to figure that out as I was because uh, I still don't entirely it. understand. Yeah, same here. Uh, I'm not sure if the message is confused or if I'm just not
0: knowledgeable enough about war to understand it. Um, I I don't know because at really one don't. point you find out that and on Earth they've moved. The two companies have moved on to another planet. They're they're at war at right, and I guess I wondered like why. So what is it? Between the the mining union and the corporation, who benefits from having these guys continue to fight?
1: Yeah, I'm really not sure because they lay out a case where, you know, they want to leave us here so that we don't ever go back or or they can't bring us home because our families would be angry or something. But I don't understand that because – the longer you leave them out there unnecessarily, the
0: angrier they're going to get if they ever find out. But maybe that's the thing if, if if no one ever makes it past. Like, because at, at some point in the movie, right. I thought maybe um, the corporations had gotten into cahoots to make these advanced screamers to thin them out. But then by the end of the movie, it's you're, 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 it's highly suggestive these screamers have evolved on their own. Right. So like, I don't even know. Like that seemed like a weird. It's kind of like. Um, like, what if there was this tiny Pacific island where the you know, United States Marines and Japanese Marines are still fighting because no one told them the war's over?
1: Isn't, isn't that true? I don't isn't think Isn't that a so. thing that happened in isolated
0: cases? It's not for, like, ever, and it wasn't intentional. Well, no, obviously not It forever. wasn't intentional, and when the U.S. and Japanese found out, it wasn't like... Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe it's just a movie. It seems Could hard to believe be that movie. there would be some detachment of soldiers that were still fighting World War Two. Like maybe weeks and months because of the, you know, the nature yeah. of, of of news traveling. But Yeah, I I I didn't get that. But the larger story here is a I guess a cautionary tale about nanotechnology. Okay. That yep. or not even nano I guess this is macro technology, but self replicating <laughs> yeah. robots mm-hmm. uh and them getting hold of evolution and um it's not... It's so weird because the robots were both extremely sophisticated, but, like, like for example, the type... Was it the Type 2 that's the wounded soldier robot? Yeah. Like, that robot was a badass. It's, like, a, essentially a Terminator, a T-800-type model in, in its strength and intelligence. But it still depends on, like, why don't they just send wave after wave of them? Like, those are legitimate badasses. You give them guns and they're going to wreck house. Why yeah. let them sit in canyons and call out for help as people pass them by
1: uh, i I don't know maybe they can't build a bunch of
0: <laughs> but they can generate Infiltrate. hundreds of those fucking twelve year old robots right and i and I didn't understand like take the... two, take the production of two of the twelve year old robots, put them into one of the poor homeless man's Val Kilmer
1: mm-hmm.
0: and just make a, <laughs> make a hundred of them instead of two hundred and eleven year olds you're golden, yeah. Yeah, that'll work. That's because these these robots are not <laughs> that highly evolved. Apparently. They're yeah. not super intelligent. They're just kinda of, they're not they're not dumb. And they're not dumb. If they were highly word. intelligent, they would have put all their money into the knockoff Al Kilmers.
1: Yeah, so I like I started to get my hand tipped almost immediately on the kid stuff. Uh I, I don't know, let's let's talk about I yeah, guess I, the screamers I, themselves. I, I, I
0: smoked him out as a robot when he said, "Can I come with you?" In exactly the same way twice.
1: Right, and also, why don't the screamers attack this kid? Well, the only answer for that is no heartbeat. Right, and if you don't have a heartbeat, what does that make you?
0: Well, I mean, I probably a robot. <laughs> until until he until he said, you know, "Can I come with you?" Twice, I'm thinking. Well, I you know, I guess Newt did survive. For several months, and the base, and aliens, and you know, mm-hmm. so if I'm going to grant that, then then this too. But and I and also it's like this is one of those movies where I'm like, do, should I feel clever for figuring this out, or is this pitched to like pretty low level and like 99% of the audience is going to get the fact that he's a robot before they reveal it? Because it uh, wasn't a shocking pro- reveal. Yeah, probably. I I think. In fact, nothing was a shocking reveal. Mm-hmm. I, I called every single reveal in advance. I called the uh, the wounded guy being a robot. I called yeah. the woman at the end being a robot.
1: You know, I thought Jefferson was going to be a robot because he was the wounded guy kind of at the beginning. You know, his, his ship crash lands. He's the right. only guy left. Yeah. I'm like, oh, maybe he's a bot. But, of course, it doesn't make sense because he came from off the planet.
0: As far as we knew, anyway. Do you think yeah. that... So, at one point, the Val Kilmer guy kills the one guy that says, just get off my back. Mm-hmm. Was he really a robot?
1: Or was they he The get-off-my-back a- guy? Yeah. No, I don't think so.
0: Because... We- but we found out the robots can bleed later on. Yeah. So, like, if he was an infiltrator type, I guess he could have. But the other I thing suppose. is, like, did you think the Val Kilmer robot was a robot the whole time? Or only, like, after no. the final assault? Yeah, only okay. only
1: when he revealed himself. Okay. That, they got me on that one.
0: Because when you're saying when you were you were talking about talking it up in the beginning of the podcast, I thought maybe you'd thought that he was a robot the whole time. Like that doesn't seem to track. No. Okay.
1: No, the kid I sussed out almost sure. immediately. Uh, I thought Jefferson was. He turned out he he wasn't. Because uh, why would a robot watch VR porn? Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs>
0: um. There's also, <laughs> so. The guy that uh, Val Kilmer, cheap knockoff Val Kilmer kills, Mm. uh, was he just incapable of saying anything but get off my back, man? Yeah, I
1: don't understand that. Um, He had clearly been driven mad by something, and maybe it was just fear of the situation he's in. Yeah. Maybe it's this guy's constant knife sharpening and
0: pestering. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe he's just doing it that's the one thing that could get under Val Kilmer's skin. That's an acceptable... I mean, this guy's spouting Shakespeare and uh-huh. sharpening knives and you're sporting a fake spray tan. Like. Well,
1: congrats. He got under his skin and he shot you. So <laughs> Stabbed him in the gut, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he threw a knife at him. Yeah. Yeah, got him. Yeah. Got him good. Yeah, I I don't know. I didn't like that character.
0: I thought oh, of, of, of all the characters with quirks, to. I absolutely hated that character Uh He's doing the shit most. like balancing on a iron beam that's no like 30... not that character
1: the the get off my back guy
0: oh okay so you like the val gilmer guy not particularly but he was not nearly as bad as the get off my back guy i only really liked robocop and i guess the okay the the female robot he took a shine to yeah she was attractive and spunky so and plus she's a robot and what's the thing i love most in the world Robot falling in love with the human. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you are a fan. So by the Despite end, its nature. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Falls in love
1: with the human. Right. Uh what did you think of the scene where she took a sponge shower right in front of him? These scenes are always horseshit to Robot's me. Robot like, a
0: robot, man. I <laughs> Yeah, I've never just met a a, a, a co-worker or a person from a different company, and they've immediately stripped down and started sponge bathing in front of me.
1: Yeah, can you imagine? Like,
0: first day of work, you go into your boss's office, he's sponge bathing himself, sponge showering himself. I do, like, so, because I was just reading, I can't remember how I got onto this, but I was reading something about Lyndon Johnson, and I guess that (laughs) this is a true statement that he used to call... His some of his rivals and teams, and when he was in the, in the White House, he while he was taking his shit, he would hold a meeting and have them stand in the bathroom, and he described it as a power move. Okay, yeah, like this is how little I think of you. I'm going to I'm going to just just evacuate my bowels loudly and in Texas fashion while you're <laughs> trying to give me policy proposals and beg me from or whatever. Yeah, so I know things like that happen. Mm-hmm. So and I've I've also heard tell of girls like getting kind of naked, like stripping down their underwear in front of men who they don't see as sexual beings. Okay, I don't know if that's actually something that happens or if that's something that's like you see on like movies and television shows. Right, like you don't know you're in the friend zone if she's like fucking changing her shirt right in front of you. Doesn't give a shit. I oh think, he's like my little brother. Well, yeah. Don't I think change. That's a don't movie change clothes, in front of your little brother. Either. Jesus.
1: In my experience, that is definitely a movie thing yeah <laughs> and a thing that does not happen in real life agreed uh
0: but maybe some people have some crazy experiences maybe jay-z knows better i don't I, know i got a couple other things i want to run past you yeah so they establish in this that san francisco is the capital of earth okay that's also true in star trek well, it's why it's, does the future love San Francisco? Cuz
1: it's one of the most progressive towns in the world. So
0: it's going to take it's going to it's going to grab yeah. the polarity from the East Coast and and the axis of power is going to shift to San Francisco at some point. I guess so. Did you also think when they were heading towards the inn when they're heading towards the little lifeboat which for some reason exists on this planet.
1: Uh, you need a way. Uh, you need a way off. But if it's, I'm, with, I'm down with that, but I like if it.
0: they don't want the miners to get off the surface mm-hmm. because of some nefarious purpose, why would they provide him a way home? And number two, when he requests clearance to go back to Earth, would they just immediately grant it? I thought one of the one of the things that they're going to shut that shit down is like, hell no, you're not going to be able to.
1: Yeah, so I don't know why on an emergency thing. So okay, I think the emergency evacuation thing for the commander was put in place way before any of this decision was made
0: to just leave them there sure sure i mean that's just a precaution they take for the battle uh that's ongoing i just said okay now should, i just got a i just got a news flash about why they might have abandoned them there but okay continue your line of thought first
1: i what i don't understand is why if this is an emergency evacuation procedure you would a, need any kind of clearance whatsoever and to, to come back, and B... <laughs> Shit's
0: on fire, yo! Can I come home? Negative, <laughs> right. negative, holding pattern for two, three days. Let, yeah. And B, why would you have to ask on
1: launch... Can't you like circle for a bit? Can't you get into sure. an orbit and say permission to land maybe right.
0: now that I'm out of trouble? Right. Like when they leave JFK, do they call like Paris? Yeah. And say, we'll be
1: there in 12
0: hours. Uh-huh. Are we good to go? Are you ready for us? Sure. <laughs> Come on over. Check it. Text us when you're like five miles away. Yeah. yeah do that whole thing. Uh, um, what was your epiphany about why they'd leave them there? What if they know that the screamers have evolved and they're worried that they'll bring that technology back? Like what happens at the hmm. end of the movie. So they're they're essentially quarantining the planet but not telling the people.
1: Uh it's possible, but how would they have that information? Did they get
0: it like through back channels on the Neb side? I mean th- doesn't isn't someone monitoring this? Well, I also thought it was funny when Well, Rebel I mean Cop... they're
1: on the ground monitoring. Like how would the That's boots true, on the ground not know? That's true. When the higher especially do, there's
0: a one scene where Robo RoboCop has got one of the screamers and he's analyzing its code. Mm-hmm. I love that scene where they just have this, just have this gibberish code scrolling <laughs> on a screen? And he's right. just kind of looking at it, but he casually looks away for like a beat, and then he comes back. I'm like, that's no, you, don't, you can't. That's not how you debug anything, man. No, like, no. oh, this next part's not important. Obviously, <laughs> you talk to the new guy. Which, by the way, the new guy. Uh, rival for most annoying person in the movie, the new guy, the uh, new guy. Jefferson. Yeah, Jefferson.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's
0: if you can I, load it, I, I can know. shoot it. Everybody calls me Ace. <laughs> I like, don't that's know. that's actual dialogue, man. I know
1: it's stupid, but. I I feel like a lot of war movies have that character in them, right? I mean, look at Bill Paxton's character in Aliens.
0: Yeah. Game over, man! But if Game you're trying, you, you're trying to argue against him being the most annoying character. Bill Paxton and Aliens was arguably, inarguably, yeah. Unless you're going to go with Paul Reiser, okay. just for his yep. sheer douchebaggery and shit shitbagness. Yep, <laughs> he's definitely the most annoying character. Sure, but I don't know if that necessarily makes him a bad character. Okay, all right. Like, yeah, he's annoying some people are annoying. I didn't say he's a bad character. I just say he's just fucking annoying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm with you. I, yeah. I enjoyed I
1: enjoyed his interactions, though, with Jefferson, because an incredulous Jefferson is a good or, sorry, an
0: incredulous uh, Peter Weller is a good Peter Weller. I also like some of the dialogue where he was spouting, like, when they find out the fix is in on the war. Mm-hmm. And he's like, What are we doing, Chuck? They can make a goddamn hologram from a pony show. <laughs> and he just goes on this whole long, like, this green been shit can. This whole place is a lie. And, like, none of it made sense, but it was just, he was just just putting every bit of his Peter Weller behind it. He was. And it worked. I loved it. Kinda, yeah, it did. If we want to go for great lines,
1: uh, one of my favorites is when they're they're on their mission and they've just met the kid and Jefferson's tab malfunctions. And the screamers come after him and he's watching porn and he can't... Oh, my God. He can't hear the screamer come and Peter Weller saves him and then he smashes his VR glasses or whatever and he's like, you know how much those cost me? And he's like, they'll cost you your ass.
0: I got Which it. was great. I got I got in that whole sequence. I got a lot of Gary Busey. You think we're going to freeze <laughs> right. from him? Yeah. Also, totally. I also like the fact that that Peter Weller slaps those porn glasses on and watches a good twenty seconds. Of <laughs> yeah, it. he knows what it is. He, he, he gets a reasonable. Yeah, like a, a, a normal person would like just hold his eyes up. Oh my God, you're watching porn. Yep. He actually waits to get a reasonable chub <laughs> going, get the blood flowing. <laughs> well, and then he's, he's like okay, he's cold. That's true. He's got to get it moving. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like when they, because did the kid say that he was when they find the kid that he was hiding alone for like four years? Yeah, like a long time, a a, a month or two, I'd buy. But come on, alien, or come, come on, robot, you got to come up with a better backstory than that. Yeah, I, I mean, it was like super
1: intriguing. I, I, at this point of the story, was really curious about what was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, they do a good job setting up the questions, like. Why are we being left here? Uh, what's actually happening out there? And they don't have any good way to get into that other than a foot journey. A also, trek.
0: the this, the other the, this other sequence led to some of the highest comedy, like Jefferson telling this kid just stupid stories, like the yeah. best, the, the the best way to fuck a soapy sock, uh, the joys of microwaving frogs, uh-huh. like <laughs> what. Man, uh, I just think the writer's room, like they spent like a whole day just coming up with what is the craziest, grossest, most inane things this guy, and inappropriate things this guy can tell a 10 year old.
1: <laughs> I don't know. We just watched Westworld and. A man told the child, "You have no eyes, you are a lie." Sure. <laughs> like he
0: probably could have busted that out. Sure. I don't know. What do you think of the jump scare with the bug? The like the the bug that was masquerading as a watch on Peter Weller's w- w- wrist? Oh yeah, that was weird. It was weird. It was like a one-off thing that they didn't go back to at all. Is a jump scare and then but the It's so weird because the kid had a so much natural kid reaction to that. He like mm-hmm. laughed because it was funny. And I thought, I was like, well, maybe yeah. I'm wrong about this. Is that supposed to to like
1: foreshadow in some I mean, way? Thing, like, like, is that the... a bug,
0: or is that is that a, is, that a uh, huh, huh, is it a bug? Is that a bug, or is that a feature? Is that uh, you're right? Is this show? Is this movie clever enough to suggest that the that the the, the robots are becoming something a little bit more than they already are? Well, also, like, the idea of this rock
1: or whatever it was looking like a bug. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Well, you've got the robots which look like people now. So it might be foreshadowing the idea just of something that
0: isn't what it appears to be. They're, they're robots in disguise, as it were. Right. But it does feel very,
1: like, out of place. Mm-hmm. Um, just this one-off throwaway thing that they decided to do either
0: for storytelling thematically or just for a laugh. I don't know. Yeah, the low-rent Val Kilmer, when he has his uh, heel turn at the end where he's revealed to be a robot, um, I think they suggested that, too, because he not only took the guy's face, but he also took a lot of his, like, personality and his, like, you know, unless you're going to think that he's a robot for the entire time, and I don't, why would he? Mm -hmm. Like, as soon as he got these guys alone, he just didn't sue him up. Um, Like, he he took his, he was quoting Shakespeare and doing those other shit and like, seemed to have some of the personal grudges, uh-huh. But that was kind of weird, too. Yeah. Um, it makes you
1: wonder, I guess, what the process is uh, by which they look like people. Mm-hmm. Like, Do they look like people that they've encountered before? Do I mean,
0: they look like entirely new Chuck, people? Chuck mentioned that they literally re- took their face like like a face-off kind of way. Oh, like, yeah, right. they removed their faces and put them on their robot bodies. And then
1: put tears teardrops and their eyes did you see that because uh-uh. you know how Val Kilmer's got those oh, teardrops oh, yes, and right. Chuck this, has, like, has them later the weird
0: prison tattoos right yes I did notice that and I'm like what the fuck that seems a dead giveaway why would you do that first of all they're shitty prison <laughs> tattoos why would you do that <laughs> right. as a thing but secondly doesn't that give away your status as a robot once the humans know well I was also wondering if they're suggesting that's literally the same robot like he got blown in half oh. and reassembled himself and came to get him and, like, used that as a personal affectation or I I, I don't know. I, I, that oh, is, maybe so. And also, I feel like some of this, because a lot of these movies like this get butchered in editing, like maybe yeah. there's a five minute scene explaining the significance of all this and just didn't make it into the final cut. Yeah. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, so they get to this base, and they find what's been described in every – this must have gone out in their press release, but this this uh, Jennifer character, uh, she's named a black marketeer. Okay. I thought she was just, like, a scientist working on the other side or whatever, but, hmm, you know, because yeah. she's got an official uniform and all that. Um, but they have, like, the funniest Mexican standoff in the world where, like, everyone – pull like, I'm serious. Everyone in the – are like, six people – progressively pull guns on each other and then she comes in as the trump card mm-hmm. and says you know essentially oh boys put your dicks away i right. thought that was really really funny And yeah. I'll, again i also want to praise the location work because i guess this was yeah. filmed mostly in canada but like and court in stone quarries and whatnot but like they got like they got a lot of mileage yeah it looked really good it looks like a it, it they it looked like a Anything I've seen in like Prometheus, you know, right. like like this looked like an alien landscape.
1: Yeah, it really did. Um, and some striking visuals uh, in the landscape too. I, I remember an overhead and shot,
0: big sets, like probably location, like actual foundries and actual factories, yeah, yeah. like. But these were like real, not CGI, not like like real big inhabited spaces, which I thought was nice. Mm-hmm. You don't see that shit any, anymore. And, and I got to say, I was impressed with how. Frightening,
1: they made these tiny little creatures, you know, these autonomous mobile swords. Right. Um, They were actually pretty scary. You know, one of those things could do a lot of damage to a human being. Now, I don't don't know uh, about the kids, but it's
0: horrific, you know, because they're getting, they're they're tearing you apart. Right. Like, it's like getting eaten by an animal. Yeah. um, What do you mean you don't know about the kids? Because they split up and they, like, it seems like every one of these things can split apart and, like, turn into buzzsaws.
1: Right, right. Um, but I, so it's some weird like meld of robotics and I don't know what happens to that kid's face when he starts screaming and morphs into oh, right. yeah, whatever hell out. beast yeah sure so I don't, I don't know what robotics govern that but mm. it was it was creepy looking highly
0: flammable too these children
1: yeah that was a horrifying scene
0: yeah I actually surprisingly well done because yeah. like you know it's it's not. Uh, you know, I, I know that the techniques involved to like make one person look like an army, but they they mm-hmm. did a really good job of using a bunch of practical effects to suggest an army of identical-looking eleven-year-olds, and then they were catching on fire and melting, and you could see their yeah. endoskeletons, and they're screaming the whole while. It was like, <laughs> I mean, it is kind of crazy to see these characters just shooting and murdering children with the band just mowing them down by the bushel huh. Like, it was funny, it was horrifying, it was cool to look at, Yeah, all those things.
1: I thought it was well done in the best, like, I don't know. I mean, this feels akin to, like, Starship Troopers as well and its tone right. a little bit. A little bit of Starship Troopers. Uh, definitely aliens, obviously. Um, but yeah. uh, some of this stuff is just hilarious, like, when Jefferson is squeezed to death, by the robot, <laughs> and then he's tossed
0: a fucking football field right into the air uh-huh. and lands on his head. I just uh, thought it was hilarious. Yeah, no, that's like um I don't know why that was so hilarious because it's essentially the way xenia on a top kills people in James Bond, right? Right, just with his arms but, instead of. But having this Val Kilmer Douchey Becker guy just grab him Squeeze. by his rib cage and, <laughs> and hourglass him, yeah, like you know, it, 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 and yeah, then it was toss super his funny. corpse through mm-hmm. the air. It mm-hmm. was. Pretty great. What did you make a RoboCop strange resistance to use miniature nukes? Like, this guy finds this tactical nuke, and he's like, oh, it's a mini Pluto. And he's like, we haven't used nukes, and we're not using them now. A, you do use autonomous swords that butcher people alive. Right. So let's take the ethical and morality out of it. (laughs) B, your planet's already poisoned and radiated beyond human belief. You have to smoke red cigarettes to not die from it. uh
1: why the hell would you not use nukes? That's a,
0: that's a fair point. Yeah, if your planet's already shit, and and you're already using weapons of mass destruction that mm-hmm. are arguably more cruel and barbaric than the weapon you're decrying. Like I didn't. Yeah, that's like, fair. Was, was there something like? I, is there's something else on the cutting room floor that would explain that? Because I thought that was bizarre.
1: Yeah, I I mean it's it's of a time, I suppose. You know the the eighties, the nineties. I certainly even today we're mm-hmm. we're still worried about the threat of of nuclear weapons and mm-hmm. that bleeds into all of our media and <laughs> they just really ran with it in this one
0: yeah there is like so I, you know like you said it's of a, it's of a time but i did mm-hmm. really think that this movie steps it up above the b your standard b science fiction in the, yeah. in terms of like weapon design like the the cool weapon designs and the binoculars and the uniforms and costuming and I was impressed. the set design was all really cool. Yeah, the sets. Uh, the The screamers though, especially the I thought all the screamers looked good, except for the ones that looked like little chickens. They were the just stop obvious, motion ones. Ob- no, I think they were CG. CG. Yeah, like really mm. bad CG. And also okay. the way they envisioned them. Like, I thought that the funniest scene in the movie is when there's like six humans. Ten feet away from this screamer that's stealing data, I think, from okay, a, yep. a from a base that's infiltrated for like months. Like uh-huh. that didn't make sense, but these these humans are crouching behind these like laser beam Venetian blinds, ten feet away, mm-hmm. and like you know, it's like completely oblivious to them.
1: Yeah, that that was a great scene. Then, uh, it, it's also hilarious because like the when he's looking up the different types of screamers right uh he's got the screen pulled up and you can see like there's a wireframe of what is clearly not a child it's just a squashed down man Mm -hmm. like it's got this big barrel chest and then Mm. it morphs into like the kid but his hand is robotic Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) and it's like if i'm a screamer okay so this is this is the neb database right Right. So I've encountered these things before, and the only indication that I really care to give that this thing is a robot is I show a metal hand
0: <laughs> on my screen. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's really just weird. Well, that's just you know, it's shorthand. Just to let you the know, robot he's a in robot. The yeah. Right. Metal hand. Uh. So this the screamer later goes to attack. I think Becker, the douchey ski, ski instructor. Yeah. Uh. And what'd you say his name? Hendrix, the the ace, the rookie. Jefferson, Jefferson, yeah. Hendrix is the RoboCop. Yeah, uh, he jumps up and waves his bracelet in the thing's face, which mm-hmm. somehow protects them both. Which I don't understand. And I'm like, okay, so how did they? How did it? How did it protect them both? And then, if it did protect them both, why did it instantly attack like seconds later? And then hmm. they end up shooting it at almost point blank range. Why didn't they shoot it while it was sitting there dancing in front of them for 10 seconds deciding whether it was going to attack or not? Like, the whole action sequence didn't make sense. Right. Was the robot fooled or not? If it was fooled, why did it pretend like it wasn't fooled? And if it did, then why did it give him time that they could shoot him with their weapons, which obviously is very effective against it? Maybe they were trying not to use their weapons to not alert. Also everyone was terrified act- everyone acted like they were terrified of these children. Mm-hmm. Like like if I fa- found the one lone child in a base and it started saying came at me with the like, "Can I come with you?" I would be like, "Sure kid, come in here and tell me your name." And as he approached, I just blow its head off. <laughs> like it seems pretty easy to deal with the children when they're just one or two and they're in search mode. Yeah. But like everyone's zombies. like, "Oh my god, don't let the child see us." Yeah. We're heavily armed adults. We're armed to fucking—we have enough firepower to take down an army of hundreds of these, but we're uh, going to creep. like that's, that's kind of bothered me in retrospect.
1: Yeah, Not, the only thing I can think of is stealth. Like, the element of surprise,
0: they didn't want to give it up. Yeah. But at that point, it was kind of too late. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't it ever evolve its tactics? Because, again, like—so that was a type 3— the Type 2 just seems superior in every way. Like, it could adapt, and it could search, right. and hunt, and... So it's kind of strange that you would even build a Type 3 when
1: you got such an awesome Type 2. Yeah. Or is Type 3 built as, like, a disguise for Type 2? Like, hmm. oh, well, all the Screamers look like these little boys. Hmm. They won't be
0: looking for a Type 2. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't know. I also don't know why, like, we talking about, that, we made fun of the autonomous mobile sword. Why would you come up with... Why would you call it that? Autonomous mobile sword. Like do you think I that, mean it's very descriptive. <laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't it, it's it's like if I called you a uh, uh a stationary uh metal iguana. Like that's not what that's very descriptive. It doesn't describe what you are. Wait, wait, Autonomous, wait. Autonomous sure. How? Mobile, yes. Okay. Sword, it's not a sword. Fair, fair. It's autonomous mobile buzzsaw or autonomous mobile cutting. I I don't know. Sword just. And then when he went on his long soliloquy about it being, you know, employing one of Earth's oldest weapons, like. Okay, if you had a literal sword the rotating blade, yes, of course. If you had a literal <laughs> if you had a literal sword and you gave it into the hands of like a T800, I wouldn't say that's employing Earth's oldest weapon. <laughs> right. I'd say the thing winning the war is the unstoppable cybernetic being that's wielding the 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 sword. And uh, also I'd say give him a gun and now you really got something. Right. <laughs> it's just, some of that stuff is just
1: hilarious. Yeah. Uh that's that's a good point. You could probably make something that flies around in the air and shoots things. Also, what do you it's think of dangerous.
0: Jeff as as they're openly questioning what the next, because they know there's a next phase, because there's a phase one and phase three. Mm-hmm. Where's the phase two? Jeff, at, at, at the, the point of highest paranoia, Jefferson comes flying in the room and is uh-huh. all like, can I come with you? Yeah, like, That's a evolved. good way to get your head blown off, kid. I, honestly, if I was RoboCop, I would have blown his head off. Cause I'm like, <laughs> just to no, teach him a lesson? <laughs> there's no way you're not a bot. There is no way you're not a bot.
1: Yeah, it was bad timing and a bad joke. Shame on you, Jefferson. You probably deserved the rib <laughs> rib cage crushing you got. Right. Just for that. Yeah. I was gonna say the radios are real shitty. Their radios are just the absolute worst. Like he's he's in an underground bunker miles away from his his base, mm-hmm. and he calls in. He gets okay reception you know right. it doesn't work he doesn't actually get any messages through right but then at the end they come rolling up to the bunker to mm-hmm. their base their home base right and his radio won't work literally right outside the building but wasn't that a ploy no not for it not to work the guy was like telling him hey come on down come on down but at the beginning it doesn't work like they're just over that
0: ridge oh okay. and he's trying to call and he's like "Oh damn radios are shit I mean, they walk in, like, 40 feet closer, and now suddenly it's working. See, that's what I think. I think that the robots were just trying to get him in closer. I also thought that was really, like, Hmm. uh, RoboCop was pretty obtuse to not smoke out these guys were robots. Like, I don't think you need to do the Don Giovanni thing. (laughs) Right. Like, this guy's like, come on down, over. Uh, You know, uh, he's like, everything he says is come on down, over. Mm -hmm. Plus, the insistence on saying over for everything, Over pretty funny it's like it is this close to being an airplane sketch yeah uh but yeah we were talked about the slaughtering of the children which i found both horrifying and hilarious the rifle mounted mini nuke which is pretty funny which mm-hmm. is pretty uh, a fun concept you know there's yeah. like a a kind of an analog for that have you heard of the davy crockett tactical nuclear device no nope. there's essentially a mortar based nuke which seems frightening like, I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't trust a mortar to fling a nuke far enough away from me not to instantly irradiate myself. No, no, not even like the big, big ass cannons like you'd see in well, World War II. That the Germans had. I've seen this on a Wikipedia, and it looks like just like one of those little mortar tubes, like, like a, a three inch little... long really? that you put at a forty five degree angle and you jam it in the ground and. Oh yeah, I wouldn't trust that either. <laughs> you, and then you just like drop it down the tube and like run, you know? <laughs> oh, wow, no, you get me like a a, a bunker
1: buster. Like a, like a big old German cannon thing, and right. sure, I'll go for it. Oh but... yeah,
0: yeah. If you get one of those, you know, Glockenspiels or whatever they called the grandfather cannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll trust that the hundred foot barrel to fling something away from me. But yeah, but no. Uh, mm-hmm. so so Becker gets turned into a robot at the end. Mm-hmm. I love how when when RoboCop shot him in the face, and he spits out the bullet wait he that must... was so cool <laughs> that
1: was that was pretty cool uh did hm. did
0: it go through his cheek into his mouth i think so or because yeah they... his cheek was blown out right 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 and then he chews right. he chews up the bullet and spits it out that was pretty fucking so, cool
1: i guess why do you say that he became a robot why wasn't he a robot from the moment we meet him because he does have that
0: tattoo from the get-go, right? Well, but we don't know what the tattoo means. Well, but then they why? put it but on Chuck, my, and he's I got guess the my tattoo. My question is, why would he wait? Like, there's so many instances where he could mm-hmm. have killed those guys. He I could agree, have, yeah. You know, like, there's, like... It, and I'm, I'm trying to give the movie more credit than maybe it deserves that well, he got. And also, there was a break in action where, uh, like, because he deployed the nuke, and everybody kind of just like, was, dis, was scattered and disorientated and slightly wounded, and, like, now you show... Like he could have been killed, and now he shows up, and he's he's injured. Hmm. Like if he's if, if if the if the and we found out the type two is like a wounded soldier. He started the wounded soldier routine immediately, right? So like again, so that might mark the
1: start of him. I already have robot. my
0: standard objection of like this guy is a fucking awesome robot. Why the <laughs> right. fake wounded soldier? He should have just fucking terminated them all. Yeah, like he's superhumanly fast, superhumanly strong. He could have just been like game over, bitches. I don't get it.
1: Yeah, I'm puzzled by the tattoo though. I'm really puzzled by the Chuck's tattoo.
0: Yeah, it only makes sense if that's the same robot, and he's doing it as like he's kind of slow. Like his evolving of consciousness has led him to be psychotic, so he's doing it as kind of like an homage of his original host. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> right?
1: Not sure. Uh, do love Jefferson's getting squeezed to death though? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they pretty abruptly just dropped this idea of an emergency escape pod on us, and I kind of thought this was going to be just the end <laughs> of the movie. Like, right. you know, he slices her hand; they go off, and boom, they they escape. But I was pleasantly surprised to see that
0: there. was I was like, actually thought that they might do the, the the super reveal that uh, Hendrix was a robot the whole time, right? But that's the other thing; he didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. He was in so deep. Uh, instead, they show uh, the fact that the the, the lady is the robot. Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't
1: have a tattoo. She so. doesn't have a
0: tattoo, so we know yeah. that's not a universal robot <laughs> right. thing. Uh, she's the type four, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was – I don't know. Like, it was somewhat clever when – she reveals she's a robot and that she's fallen in love with him, and that you know he he quips that oh you you guys are moving up in the world because you've learned how to start killing each other, uh-huh. like you know making a direct connection to his predicament as human. And she's like, you also taught me something else, how to fall in love, how to fall asleep. As, <laughs> as she's yeah, as she's going into <laughs> shutdown mode. Um, yeah, I couldn't tell if that was because they also there was no real motivation. Like did I re- did you really buy this robot fell in love with Robocop?
1: I don't know. I mean, how what'd, smart are these things? What'd you make
0: a robot? What'd you make a Peter Weller's kissing technique? I found the, it just mashing like like a, a mouth rhythmic sucking mouth. and probing. Like his cheeks mm. were going in and out <laughs> as didn't... he was just go like he was just drilling for oil. I just noticed the first mash. He was mining for beryllium in her <laughs> mouth. Like her fillings were beryllium, and he needed all of it out, all of it out. <laughs> that, yeah, that's the the.
1: What what is it called when they use dynamite to just strip mine? Strip, yeah, he's strip kissing, yeah, that's how he does it. He's treating
0: her mouth like a soapy sock. He's
1: just oh. going at it.
0: Jesus, are you are you going to try the soapy sock technique? I don't recall what the soapy sock technique was, but I would certainly try it if I if there's a recipe. So you online. take a sock. Uh Fill it full of soapy water. You let it dry out, so only the soap remains. And then now he got cut off. I presume coating a sock in water. I presume he's just going to warm apple pie it from there, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's like the secret, to ultimate foot comfort. Maybe. And the like, you know, you don't want to get you don't want to get jungle foot. You don't want to get desert foot, whatever the equivalent of desert foot is. So you get a soap, you get the soapy sock. You dry it out. Slip your foot inside. Pure, pure walking comfort from there.
1: Uh, I also thought the final. So I, I kind of like the final scene, the final
0: battle here. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I was curious, like... I did laugh out loud when I saw this shitty little spaceship at the bottom. Yeah, I'm like, it's a curious design. Oh, a single-person escape pod for the whole planet.
1: Well, it's just for him. Why just for him? Because he's the only important one. They're Why? all They're all
0: grunts. But he's, like, multiple generations of these guys. Like, he just took command, like, two years ago. Like, what? Yeah, they established it. He I thought t- he's
1: been fighting for like twenty. Yeah, like he started might be, but the whole he's the, he's the
0: base commander. I don't know. Huh. I thought he's. I thought they said I just like I got all these. You know, when I took over two years ago, I didn't understand. Blah blah blah. Uh, bear, I've never visited this place. Like it just seemed weird that they would include a single man return vessel for like in, an entire side of a war.
1: They just they wanted him to like grab like, like, all the ice. How did they chips see that being
0: leave? used? Like you guys are fucked. Uh, this thing's overrun with radiation and and mib assholes Uh, have fun boys I'm going back to earth yep no (laughs) like come on now they wouldn't stand for that it was also guarded by an awesome pink Floyd laser show it was yeah that disintegrated things on what's the point of that uh, the cool factor? I don't know yeah, because it's like it, it. It seemed like it was woefully inadequate to keep actual as a barrier for. Oh, yeah. for, for like you know keeping people out of that. Mm-hmm. It just seemed ludicrously dangerous for any other purpose. Yeah. No, I mean, like that's going to protect the spaceship from that. people getting in there. Then fine, but if it's going to not, then why the slightest touch disintegrates you? I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, and then it's like
0: a vertical takeoff.
1: Uh, ship right, which then has a giant rocket strapped to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, you gonna I love that. Why not just point it straight up? And I thought use it was. To I, thought it was gonna,
0: I thought it was going to lo- go yeah. like like a some kind of intercontinental continental ballistic missile. I thought it was going to turn upright and then launch. But instead, it like <laughs> VTOLS yeah. uh-huh. this big cloud of flame, and then I don't know. It's 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 weird.
1: It was weird. It was weird.
0: Also, also- I, I wasn't sure if Chuck was a bot at first or just betraying him. Oh, he's definitely a bot. He's definitely a bot. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, doing yeah. shit that only a bot could do. The double double I tier tattoo is the dead giveaway. And yep. then also, as soon as I saw that sparking cable, I'm like, "Oh, yeah. he's going to shove this into some kind of thing, and it's going to electrocute the robot and mm-hmm. discombobulate him." And there you go.
1: And the way he kills the final bot lady, or well, yeah, I mean, he doesn't directly kill her, but the ship does, disintegrates her body. My God. The disintegration. Like, first it blows off her clothes mm-hmm. just entirely. Uh-huh. And then- So you can
0: get to some sweet, sweet, <laughs> burning marshmallow-looking titties.
1: Right. And then it turns her skin to cracked desert landscape, and uh-huh. then she blows
0: apart. Right. Like like, like Sarah C- Connor in her yeah. nuclear war nightmare. Uh, it's pretty hilarious. Yeah. Burnt up screaming titties is what it says <laughs> on my notes at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and she's like, that's right. We can smile, cry, bleed, and fuck. And it was kind of a. I will say that the woman on woman robot violence was pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Like they sped it up a bit, and they played this like crump noise every single time they'd kick or punch each other. So it's like, man, these yeah. these are like titanium ex endoskeletons swinging for the fences against each other. So that's pretty cool. It was cool. Also, longest sixty seconds in movie history. Like, the thing says it's, there's a 90-second preheat, <laughs> and that's what killed the thing. Yeah. And then he has, like, a five-minute soliloquy over with this woman over the nature of humanity and love. Yep. And then the thing intones 30 seconds until takeoff. Like, uh, I love it. Yeah, the timers like, in movies are never accurate. But that's the thing. That's just a line in the script. And it's also yeah. not something that a character says. It's something that happens in the background. They have the complete freedom to make that fit any time frame they need, and they choose to ignore it anyway. Hmm. Why? It is Why, a disembodied Jim? voice. I don't know. That's a good question. They could just they could just loop that. They did yeah. loop it. They looped it wrong after the fact. If that's what the script says, you can just fix it to be whatever you need. Like have it to be a right. uh, 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 three hundred second uh, pre launch burn, like whatever. Whatever, there's no reason not to have that match up. My biggest question, though,
1: of all of this, uh, the most nonsensical thing to me mm-hmm. in the whole movie is who is operating the crane when he rides it down? I thought he just hot-wired it,
0: right? So he could make it do whatever he wanted to. He hotwired the crane? I mean, he made it go all the way to the side. Why do you you have no problem with that? Then, yeah, didn't he... he, he, Did he stuck like, his, program it? No, he, he fucking used his knife to, like, pry off a panel, and he was cutting wires and shit he hot wired it okay (laughs) that's not really what i think of when i think hot wiring but i mean it's it's like you're just essentially juicing a couple motors right
1: yeah yeah wouldn't it do it all at the same time what kind of sequencing does this thing have
0: uh, I don't know. I just figure, like, there's probably a separate motor to move it, la- you know, left and right, and you can probably mm-hmm. reverse it and start it and, you know, just, just flip the wires around, and then there's an up-and-down right. motor. What's the problem? Sure. Nope. You're you right. <laughs> this is the least implausible thing in the movie, the way he, he hmm. got this crane out of the way. Also, why would you store the crane in a position that would prevent yeah. it from launching?
1: Yeah. It seems like either shoddy like, hey, planning like,
0: like like when the guys are engineering this and they, they've they've done built it and they got the blueprints it's like hey you know what this is an emergency shuttle mm-hmm. you know what? really fuck these guys over let's move the crane so they can't launch <laughs> right <laughs> just as a joke they're going to be panicked yeah. and running for their lives, and then they got this big ass thing. They're going to get down there in the cockpit, and they're going to have to climb all the way to the top. It's going to be hilarious.
1: They're going to call in. They're going to ask for clearance. <laughs> they're going to look up and say, "Oh fuck!" And then they got to call in again. Right. This time they might not get it. Yeah,
0: because the you know clearance conditions change on a second by <laughs> right. second basis. Got,
1: got real cloudy here. Now, Earth's, Sorry. Full. Earth's full Earth's now. Full.
0: <laughs> <laughs> call next week. You just you just missed it. Yeah. You, we gave away the last slot five seconds ago wow uh so yeah there you go would you believe there's a sequel to this movie I, only because i bought this on amazon and the sequel was was prominent <laughs> it was made, like, in, made screamers, in 2009 the yeah. oh, 14 that's... years later screamers the hunting is it still does it still star robocop
1: no it actually ups the ante it stars lance hendrickson who it's is playing Hendrix.
0: <laughs> No, he's not. Is he, he Hendrix's Hendrick's son? Is no. he literally Hendrix's son? <laughs> I don't know. He actually might be. Uh from the unholy union of robot and, and and
1: human. It's funny though, because Peter Weller's name in this, despite you saying Hendrix over and over again, is actually Hendrix's son. Oh. So So this movie Star- Screamers stars Peter Weller playing, playing Joe Hendrickson. Yep. The sequel stars Lance Hendrickson playing peter, some Peter's Peter weller's P- weller's peter <laughs> yeah
0: weller's <laughs> peter
1: lance hendrickson uh, is the guy from alien
0: who plays the android of course yeah it's it's all like this big weird fucked up circle of aliens yeah i i i i know lance hendrickson was also in the x-files i think peter weller was yeah. too oh was he i think so Who did he play? Robocop. (laughs) He did. It was was the it was uh, the gang, you know, meets Robocop episode. (laughs) Right. Dana Scully. Big fans. Big fans. Turns out. Uh, So there you go. And then uh, as he's blasting off in the orbit, you see ominously the teddy bear. Which when did he? I honestly spaced out all of his tragic backstory. About his his wife, wife. yeah, yeah. And was there a kid involved too? Had to have been. Had to be for him to have such a such a gruff asshole. His wife got pissed and left him Um, because he's because he's never going to come home for this war. Yeah, essentially. Uh, Good, good reason, right? Um, But you, why was he? I never saw him with the fucking teddy bear. It was the kid's teddy bear. I know what, that, what you mean? but I'm saying, like, I saw him in numerous occasions where, like, I don't think, like, he didn't have a backpack anymore. I mean, maybe he had it shoved inside of his suit or something, but I thought it was weird that he... Oh, that he was lugging this also, teddy bear Also, why did around? he lug the teddy bear once he found out that the thing was a killing machine? <laughs> like, it's so a weird, sentimental attachment to have to a thing that tried to kill you, and then armies of identical clones of identical teddy bears came pouring out trying to kill you as well. Yeah. If you take it home, and sure enough, it's a screamer. So it's going to take over the entire planet Earth. I'm Maybe guessing. maybe
1: he figured, look, it's a long ride home. We're going to need some entertainment. Mm. Let's bring this teddy bear. Mm-hmm. I don't know about what possible entertainment I that could provide. Two grown
0: adults. Oh god, I want to let it dry out. <laughs> want to cut a nice hole in it, and then there you go. Entertainment in flight. Yeah, you make yeah. me seem like. I'm the asshole for making the logical connection <laughs> that you laid out for me. I didn't say anything about like, fucking you, you, this teddy bear. You gave bear. me a connected dots picture and then scolded me for connecting the dots. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you, Jim? Uh, yeah.
1: I, I feel like we've done this movie a great injustice because we are ripping on it, but that's also part of the joy of it is that it's not just a, a really good movie, right?
0: It's a really good, like, B-level... It's a really good B-movie, yeah. ...fun, silly... Yes. In, ...but also serious in parts. You, you, and it, I, it'll engage your brain a little bit, but every single one of its deeper concepts has been done in better movies. It's, obviously, that's yeah. The and And one. in a deeper right. dive of it. And, and then, like, you know, like, si- smoking cigarettes to essentially yeah. cure lung cancer, that, like... We didn't talk about the it. That's joke. But they lampshade it, too. I mean...
1: You know Jefferson's like I I think it's funny that we're smoking these to keep the right. stuff like, out of
0: our lungs it's killing us or whatever like like trust the audience a little bit But also they also yeah. smoke up uh, they smoke real cigarettes too They do yeah they have Earth real cigarettes. and red cigarettes so um, American cigarettes is what they call them are those are those also lung treatments I mean those still no. are traditionally bad for you like yeah. it seems like you'd pick one or the other you wouldn't smoke both Yeah but the guy's like, yeah, got to smoke, sm- smoke this crap in her lungs. To get rid of the crap in her lungs. Like, yeah, wow. <laughs> really, really uh, drawing a red line around this one, aren't you, boys? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought it was – you're right. We are ripping it. It doesn't – it's – but, I mean, I'm not going to say it doesn't deserve it. No, like I said,
1: it's a, It's in part a schlocky B-movie. Mm. It's in part a serious sci-fi movie, which is enjoyable. Uh, I, I like it from both sides. I think – I
0: mean – is it better or worse than Trimmers?
1: Well, and I don't even want.
0: To say what do better you mean by better yeah, that's or worse? True. Like it's, it's more in...
1: enjoyable, less enjoyable?
0: Because I think it's slightly think less enjoyable than Trimmers. Trimmers is, but is, Trimmers, it. I think this movie takes itself a little bit more serious than Trimmers. Yes. Yeah, it does. Maybe that's the the. Maybe it should have been a little bit more self aware. Like if if you have the villains that hmm. you've got, if you've got the actors that you've got. You know, maybe, maybe have it be a little, little intention, more intentionally funny in places.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Or go the other way. Uh, you could also go the other way and try to like make it a little more serious. Yeah. And, and delve a little deeper into the concept. I guess but. that's
0: true. Then, but then it's a different type of movie. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. like cause you got the, the budget is what the budget is. That's true. Yeah. So, like, to do that, you'd have to scale it down and make it a lot smaller. Yeah, it's already a pretty scaled down small film as we mentioned. So, I don't know it's it's worth watching. It was like I sat down 'cause because like I had to watch this late because we our schedule is like insane in the lead up to those holiday yeah, stuff. So too. I ended up not sitting down and watching it until it was like eleven o'clock at night. Same here. And it felt like the perfect, the perfect like like okay, I've got myself a glass of whiskey and coke. It's eleven mm-hmm. o'clock at night. Oh my god, there's this guy getting dismembered. Yeah, this is the perfect <laughs> movie. This is the per if the only yeah. way it could have been more perfect would have been Friday night and I have to get up in the morning. It would have been a real bummer if this was a bad movie cuz I did the same. I, I was worried. I was the same. I just I was like, man, if this is a yeah. shit show, like I might even be falling asleep. Like I I don't know what I want to <laughs> do, but uh fortunately, none of that happened because it's a B it's a B plus A minus kind of slacky movie. Yep. No no C no Z grade here.
1: Anything else Josh wants us to consider or talk about? That's it. I
0: hope you enjoyed our our coverage of uh, Screamers. Mm -hmm. It was a scream. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Thanks, Josh, again, for commissioning this podcast from Saxapaha. Saxapaha. We had a debate about how to pronounce that. uh, What's so funny? A man man who uh, auto-tuned his
1: voice and... (laughs)
0: Phase <laughs> nor North Carolina. So what's funny about this is, like, I use pronounce I use pronunciation guides a lot because I can't pronounce anything. And when I'm asked to say weird shit like uh, sure. "trumplyoy" on Westworld, like, I I trust this nine times out of ten. It's like a robot voice reading to you. Like, do I trust that? Right. Do I trust that pronunciation. Saxapaha has no less than four native North Carolinians on pronounceit.com, dot <laughs> com giving like a, a, and they're all agreeing on how to pronounce it. So nice. and given like a
1: history and yeah, sure of stuff. it's
0: it's the largest county that's south of Old Detroit that <laughs> sure. North Carolina yeah. has.
1: Old Detroit, North Carolina—that's what it is.
0: Um, <laughs> There's
1: about to be an Old Detroit, Michigan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it, pay, it, sets the, it pays the way for New Detroit, which is your RoboCop. There connection. you go. Brought around full circle. Yes. Thanks again, Josh. Thanks for. Uh, I guess he's uh, he's got a Jeremy. Piv- he's he's doing a double commission. He's got a Jeremy Piven. Oh, the PCU is next yeah Jer- jeremy Piven. yikes uh and i guess uh david spade i'm
1: not looking forward to this This is one, not josh. something i'm going
0: to start up at 11 o'clock at night no nope. no nope. i want i want to be on my a game uh and i want all my faculties available for this next one but uh that's coming up thanks again for commissioning this josh uh mm-hmm. we had a good time i hope you had a good time listening to it if you like commission your own it podcast it's super easy go to baldmove.com slash shop you can either click on the big film canister-looking thing to commission your own mystery movie. It can be something to torment us. It can be something to delight us. It's up to you. Or you can chip in to the variety of buffet-style community commissions where you can chip in 10 bucks at a time with other Bald Movers to, do a com- to come together as a community to make one of these podcasts happen. Either way, baldmove.com slash shop, and we will see you on the next one.